Hello, you're listening to Shut Up and Watch This, episode number 43. I'm Dave. I'm Ashley. We're a couple in Austin, Texas, getting to know each other better by uncovering each other's media and pop culture blind spots and sharing the must-see movies and guilty pleasures from our past. That means each time we have an episode, one of us gets to choose something that the other person's never seen before. Mm-hmm. Usually like media of some sort, not like... Not like... <laughs> have you ever seen this Picasso etching? Yes, from, exactly. No. Although, spinoff? Maybe, yeah. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> We share something with the other person that they've never seen before, something meaningful in some way, or just a WTF, why the hell haven't you ever seen this before? Mm. Um, Or sometimes other reasons. (laughs) Or or because they're meaningful and momentous. Yes. And they speak to uh, our very existence as humans on this earth and what made us who we are. Like this week's movie. No, no, not like this week. Hopefully not. Okay. Um, It was Ashley's turn to choose this time. I chose. What did you chose? I chose uh, Idiocracy, uh, cult, uh, not classic, I guess, cult film from 2006, uh, written by Mike Judge, creator of Office Space and Beavis and Butthead and uh, King of the Hill, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Famous son of Texas, I guess. Famous Son of Texas. Yes. A lot of this movie was shot here in Austin. Yes. And uh, so, synopsis? Uh, or why did I choose this? Maybe you, you, first. You can do that. Okay. Or we could do I it. I can't tell way. you. <laughs> so, I'll have to interview you well, about that. I mean, I want to say, I know why you didn't see this. One, it was the year your second child was born. But two, nobody saw this in the theater. I saw it in the theater because... You saw it in the theater? Um, Austin was one of the like five cities that it even was in at all. Um, I saw it in the theater, but um, uh, it it just was not promoted very much um, by Fox <clears throat> for reasons that we can talk about. Did you later. see it at a normal theater, or did you see it at like Austin? It Film was the draft house. I'm ninety percent sure it was the draft house that we saw it. Okay, unless um, we saw it at that uh, weird uh, theater on I-35. The Metropolitan or whatever. Oh, the yeah. Naked Man Theater. Yeah, ex- what? <laughs> uh, that's what that's what a coworker of mine used to call it because it has a big statue. Oh yeah, of a, a, naked a naked man, man holding a globe or that's something right. like that. So I also saw, shout out to the Metropolitan. We saw a lot of previews there. We saw a preview for Bad Santa there. Um, as I never saw what actually got cut, but I did we see saw, Bad Santa yeah. in the movie theater. And then we saw a, um, a preview for a Woody Allen film, and I don't remember which one it was um, at that same thing. So that was... Um, but I chose it because I remember it being something that was interesting to me, like the concept was interesting. Um, I like Luke Wilson. I like Mike Judge. Um I, for, I forgot Maya Rudolph was in it, and I love her, you know. Um, but the concept was interesting. And then, you know, recently a lot of people have made comparisons between this movie and our current political situation, mm-hmm. which I actually don't think is all that accurate. Um, I didn't get a really strong no, no. connection there. Well, I mean, and yeah, I don't want to <clears throat> get too much into yeah. it till we've done a synopsis, but yeah. that's that's... The reason that I chose is I thought the the concept is interesting. 
you know. Um, so the concept is. So the concept is um, every man, most average man in the world in the army. Um, the army decides to do an experiment where they freeze people. And they want to start with like an average guy um, and an average woman. They want to freeze them for a year and then bring them out of hibernation to test and see if you can freeze a human being for a time and bring them back. And so the idea is that they would freeze their best people for times that they are in the most need of them. Needed in the future. But this is a one-year test. Yeah. The average guy they pick is Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. He's the most average guy. He's a librarian. Guy. Well, sort of. He's an archivist or something. Yeah. He's a, he's, Basically, he sits at a desk. Yeah. He's, he's not an really army. a librarian in the way that we're librarians. Yes. We're not action Did you know, hero. listeners, that most movies get librarianship <laughs> completely wrong? Yes. We could do an episode on that sometime, <laughs> although it would have nothing to do with this show. So there you go. Yeah. I rarely sit down. Um, <laughs> uh or read. Yeah. So they they get Luke Wilson uh, to be the male su- subject, and they get uh, uh, Maya Rudolph's character, Rita, um, who is a prostitute. She's not the most average person they find. No. She's the one they can get. Yeah, she's the one that they can get. They made a deal. I don't really understand why. I think they just did this for a joke, but they yeah. made a deal with her pimp that they could borrow her for a year. And then it, it sets off this whole subplot about the guy who was responsible for making the deal, like gets involved in sorts of illegal activity. Basically, he tries to become a pimp. Yeah. So anyway, they freeze them. The guy in charge of the program gets arrested for engaging in illegal activity, and then the program pretty much gets shut down, so they're left frozen. The frozen pods are forgotten about. <laughs> yeah. For, for Hundreds of years hun- go by. 500, 500, 500, 500 years, years go by. It's, I think it's five, 505 is, is the year that they end up in. They wake up. There's like an avalanche. It's the garbit, the great garbage avalanche. Yeah, there's a great garbage avalanche. And in the meantime, the they have sort of a a scene explaining what happens, but essentially, and it's a little bit classist in a in a way. But they have this whole thing where the smart people um, delay having children and either are unable to have children or have very few children, whereas those with lower IQs are reproducing constantly and so the average iq of the united states decreases significantly over time um yeah this is done with a little (laughs) montage where you see one example of each yes yes which you know as the reviews correctly identify is pretty classist if you um look at the way that they're they're um portrayed um unfortunately um, but you get the idea that for a while that science had sort of continued to advance. So they have a lot of like automated things like um, they have automated medicine. They have there's a lot of things that are completely automated. So even as the knowledge of the ability to fix things goes down, um, the amount of automation you know, means that things continue to work even if people aren't around. But they to don't work very well, and it's no. not really particularly good automation. That's true, yeah. I was just thinking, <laughs> I was thinking about the uh, the emergency room they go to, where yeah. there's just a person, like a slack-jawed person, sitting there to, with, who doesn't respond to anything, except has a panel of pictures, yeah. picture buttons to... Which, to for common ailments. I don't know if you've little... ever worked in... in um, 
in fast food, but that's how, you know, everything has a button, a a specific button. (laughs) Yeah. You have a, you have a cheeseburger button and then, you know, a plus cheese button, you know, that sort of thing. So it's, it's meant for quickly categorizing things. This basically has lots of emojis with like throbbing heads (laughs) and like (laughs) eyes missing. And, you know, so as the person talks, you try and choose what the, yeah. So anyway, there's a big trash avalanche because they haven't been dealing with trash in 500 years or whatever. Um, And the frozen units or coffins type things end up sliding into the city and Joe wakes up and Rita wakes up and, um, you know, craziness ensues, you know. (laughs) And they wake up in this insane world that just completely is broken. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like humanity has forgotten how their expertise or how to do anything. Yeah, they don't like, really you know. You see a combination of this. We okay, so there's like three major things going. At least three. But yeah. There's the fact that like normal thing, normal society, buildings, construction, sort of how things operate now, completely is crumbling. Yeah, the infrastructure. So you is see like the gone. infrastructure, like you see. <laughs> you see like highway overpasses that just end but with cars still going off them every yeah. few minutes because they're too dumb to know that they're not they're not supposed to drive on them yeah and then you have the like intense automation of everything yeah you have the um corporate sponsorship of everything barcoding of human beings oh, yeah. right Humans so your entire identity has to do with like you can be scanned with a upc code you know just like you're a product <laughs> and that's how they know where you are and what you're doing and track you and all that kind of stuff and I know I said three things, but I can't yeah. remember what the third one was. Well, it's it's the corporatization of <laughs> oh, everything. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, like there's everything is branded. Everything everything's is, sponsored by something. You know, all you their clothing these, has yeah. corporate logos on it. And, and you have these absurd mashup corporations. Mm-hmm. You know, where everything is like whatever. Oh yeah, I can't remember what the mashup I can't was. <laughs> but but it's nothing is normal. It's always like so Costco, like for instance. Oh, it's when she answers the phone and it's like AT and T, Taco Bell, right. something other. Yeah. yeah, it's everything's kind of this weird pastiche of mm. of a lot of the major companies, but like kind of the banal. Sorry, corporate sponsors of our show, but the, <laughs> but the sort of like. <laughs> the Jack in the Boxes and the Burger Kings and the whatever, the Walmarts. Yeah. Sorry. So through a set of circumstances, we find out that Joe, who is the who was the most average man that the army could find at the time at in, you know, 2006. Yeah. All of a sudden he is the smartest man. They they discover through he gets sent to prison, he takes an IQ test. And they discover he's the smartest man yeah. in the world. And I would, I would argue, I think that Rita is smarter than him. But okay, you can go down yeah. that road. I don't have a horse. Yeah, in that well, race. we can we can talk about that later. But I just so anyway, he gets. She called. immediately knows how to game the system. She does. Right? Yeah, she doesn't even have to be a prostitute anymore. No, she can just. Uh, she just leads the guy on it, until with advanced payments yeah. while yeah. she's on the clock yeah. for something that might happen in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy keeps giving her wads of money. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm still on the clock. So anyway, he's pulled into saving the world through various um, because well, because he's he's um, he's America, uh, It's U H, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, America, That's America's right. most wanted fugitive because mm-hmm. he's off the grid and and doesn't have an ID and all that sort of thing to becoming 
you know, ID'd as the, the smartest guy in the world. And then he is whisked to the president of the United States in the cabinet. And do they make him secretary of the interior? Of the interior, yeah. yeah. And, and then they just want him to, you know, fix everything in a week. Save the economy or whatever they kept calling fix it. Fix the crops. Fix right? the crops, like, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that is kind of brief. Well, not all that brief. It wasn't briefly. all that brief. <laughs> that's the concept. Yeah. That's the texture. That's the kind of gags we have going on. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's not not problematic. There are some problems with it. But I think that what Mike Judge does well is that he he takes people who otherwise are ridiculed by our society and makes them lovable and understandable in some ways, you know. I mean, like, you end up liking Dak Shepard's character, Mm. sort of. (laughs) This is not my favorite Dax Shepard character. Yeah, well, obviously, but I I don't know. I think he does a better job of playing dumb when he's not trying to play dumb. Yeah. Sorry, Dax. Well, I mean, I think that all of... I guess in order to push the satire more, I feel like everybody was, like, pushing their other... Well, the kind of exaggerated, like, kind of thing is just... I don't... That's not very funny to me. Yeah. So I think that (laughs) maybe he dialed that up a little too much. Yeah. Dax. Well, this movie is not subtle in in any way. You know, it it doesn't try to be, you know. Yeah. Um, You know, there's... Other than the classism, there's some use of language, which I think, you know, was marginally acceptable in 2006, which is flat out not acceptable now and shouldn't have been acceptable in 2006. But, you know, <laughs> it's funny. I mean, the the strength of the movie is the milieu that it creates this, mm. it, and all the gags. Right. Yeah. I mean, the whole the whole thing is really let the centerpiece is let's make all of these jokes by like heightening and exaggerating and showing like this is where we're headed yeah and that's really and and there's a lot of great stuff it's really funny but i was i was really off put in the in the very beginning with the the minor classist thing that was really really classist yeah it was like i and it was just that the example of the um you know the smart couple who couldn't have a baby, well, and I then mean, their example. They weren't just—they weren't just smart. They could have just presented them as the smart people, but they had them dressed as and acting like upper middle class, upper slash middle rich. class NPR rich kind of—I don't know. Well, and as we know, the wealthy are not all that way, right? <laughs> but that's what they kind of presented it as, you know. <laughs> and then they went and took like outcasts from one of those daytime show you know what i mean like yeah i don't even know if they still have those anymore the the talk shows with the screaming people like hoochie mama and all that kind of stuff that was their example of like (laughs) let's take (laughs) but it's well and if you compare them directly like that then it so I laughed immediately with the first, like, boop, boop, like, yeah. these ones have a million kids. And then I was like, then I felt increasingly uncomfortable with the examples that they yeah. were showing. And I I do have a sense of humor. I'm not trying to take this too seriously. But I was, I wasn't, ex- I don't know, I wasn't expecting that, yeah. really. And I don't know if even in the last 15 years, if we've, if we're, some of us, some of us, if we're a little beyond that yeah. kind of a stereotype or not but it seemed 
yeah. problematic it's, to me. It's it's un, it's unkind. <laughs> I mean, it suggests that that the person presenting it is a little bit elitist, you know. Although not that he portrayed any of them kindly, but like he was a little more yeah, yeah. little more rude to the to the lower, you know. Well, and then what we end up with is a society that's based on the evolution of yeah this yeah yeah. So when we when our fir- the first person we meet is Dax Shepard in a toilet chair in yeah. front of his TV, watching TV all day and eating a big bucket of like goo. Yeah, it's it's like some sort of margarine or something like that. <laughs> it They're looks eating like with lard. I thought he was eating like time. a bucket of lard or something. <laughs> like that. I think it's just the like the liquid from popcorn. You yeah. know, the movie theater butter. I don't know. Oh, that's what that does <laughs> it look, it like, look like. It's like in that. the same kind of tone yeah. too. So I know that this didn't test very well, which may have been one of the reasons that Fox didn't promote it widely. And I suspect that probably that first scene, that first sort of explanation was a little bit or very off-putting for a lot of people, you know, so. It's funny, too, because I'm sure I read some of the same articles as you in the like the Wikipedia article. Yeah. And they're also saying that, you know, maybe Fox kind of wanted to kind of shut it down or, Mm. or not really market it. Because of the, <laughs> because of how it how it attacks and ridicules actual brands, and yeah, companies. it does. Like Starbucks <laughs> is like a well, prostitution thing, or the I mean the corp- the corporations that are called by their proper name were consulted, you know, like so Starbucks was fine, I guess, being in on the joke of this, you know, because in the future Starbucks. I'm not is sure a- if they knew exactly what the joke was going to be, or if they were just signed on for the visibility of it. I don't know. Like you know, you're gonna be, you're still gonna be there in 500 yeah. years. This is a really good thing. <laughs> yeah. It's too bad that people can get a hand job with their latte, though. Yeah. That's no, just... that is the latte. <laughs> that is oh, the latte. Sorry, that is. Yeah. yeah. I guess the uh, language changes. So. It's uh, Starbucks men men's coffee and, <laughs> and H&R Block's men's tax returns or, or gentlemen's tax returns. Gentlemen's return. tax return yeah. service. With a, what is it? Tax return with full release, I think, was one of the lines. Something like that. <laughs> Um, but apparently they, you know, in order to be used, they were consulted, you know, beforehand, um, even Costco. So other thing that I thought was interesting is they're, all the characters are wearing Crocs. And apparently that wasn't really a thing in 2006. Oh, like, okay, because it they, made sense as a joke Their costume now. designer was like, you got to put them in these shoes. And then, like, by the time the movie came out about a year later, yeah. the, everybody was wearing them. I think my kids were them. wearing Crocs. Yeah. They were about two and four or whatever. Yeah. Well, no, they were... This yeah, they were about two and zero. I you know it and Crocs kind of started the the ugly shoes craze. There's all sorts of ugly shoes that people like to wear now. So yeah, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's 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 a little difficult to get into because of that. I also think that they gave Rita the short shift. I I think it would have been a better movie if they had you know, given her more of a part, if they had well, given her more... Res- it's all a, a bit of a missed opportunity yeah. because the 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 plot, it doesn't really matter very yeah. much. I mean, you just need one or two people from our time as a contrast yeah. and who represent us, Yeah, right? They're our perspective and our viewpoint on the world. Yeah. And then you have to see how everybody um, reacts to them and how they react to what's happening. Otherwise, it would be if it was just crazy town idiocracy without any 
viewpoint of our, of, you know, that matched up with our own, yeah. it would just, there would be nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but, that, but on the other hand, it doesn't really, I mean, I'm not, I never felt all that invested in like, oh, they really have to find the time machine and get back home. Yeah. It's just a, an excuse to move them through the plot. Well, I mean, you got to know from the beginning that the, based on how society is, they're not going to have a time machine. You know, and when when Luke Wilson, who is an, who is a guy of average intelligence, assumes that in 2006 we were cl- he says we're close to I getting think we a time. We're almost close to. We're it not then. close to getting a time machine. We weren't <laughs> ten years ago. We're not now. We're not anywhere closer to getting a time machine. <laughs> he thought probably before everything got so dumbed down that 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 people close to our to our time when they were still intelligent had yeah. made a time machine and maybe it was still around. Yeah. So he thought it was like an artifact. <laughs> yeah. That might, there might be a functioning time machine. Yeah. That they're just afraid to use or don't know how to use. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I really... Um, I had forgotten that Rita had such a... Like, she spends most of the movie being afraid of, about her pimp coming to find her. Which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's almost, it doesn't. No. And, and then, like, you know... So Joe doesn't know that she's a prostitute. Oh yeah, that's another know? running gag. Yeah, which which, which kind of to me is the is clue the that he is not as smart as she is because like he just never picks up on it, you know. He isn't particularly smart. He no. is just average. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but even like seems like even a guy of like average intelligence would be able to pick up on, you know. He doesn't get it in the beginning, like There's before they're even There's something about frozen. that sort of innocent. He 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 seems like he's not experienced with the world, which doesn't make sense because he's been in the army for you know half yeah. his life or whatever. You know, it just anyway. So I have a little problem because she ends up just being his his wife, the first lady, like. And then there's that whole thing, like, she's the smartest woman in the world, he's the smartest man, so naturally they have to get together, even though they really don't have anything in common. Or any attraction to each other. Yeah, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Because there's no romance in the movie at all, and then all of a sudden it's like, she has his babies. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's it's not a perfect film, but I, I do think that the... It's interesting, the concepts that it it explores, the, you know, I have an issue with people trying to compare it with the current political situation. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that before. um, Because... And I haven't... I haven't read or seen or stumbled on those I mean, like, the assumption is that people... I mean, the people in this world are not... They're not vicious. They're not conniving. They're not out to, you know, cheat people out of things. So their situation, it gets so bad because of ignorance, you know. So there's something a lot more innocent about ignorance compared to what we see in our government now, which is it's people taking advantage of people. It's people using people. It's people lying. That is intentional. Oh, there's nothing. There's no sense of corruption no. or ill will. Yeah. This is just the best that these people can do. Yeah. I do think it's interesting because it does sort of parallel like, it seems like the world is run. I mean, and it, to a sense, the way our world is run now 
is this way, but is run by those corporations Mm -hmm. in a, in in a bigger sense than it is now. Like essentially, you know, their economy is completely destroyed when, um, whatever the name of the bronzo, the Gatorade, the not Gatorade. It's what plants crave whenever they stop. Right. Um, It's got electrolytes. Yeah. It's got electrolytes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, the corporations run there. So actually it's like corporations are an entity, which is like something that I don't know if Citizens United had happened in 2006. I don't think so. I don't know. So Citizens United is the Supreme Court decision that essentially said corporations are people too. Yeah. So, I mean, like in a sense in our world, corporations can have a political viewpoint. They can spend their money on political things. They can create big, you know, big funds of money that they can funnel into. So essentially that's a big challenge to our democracy. But in, in, in this movie, it's essentially the corporations that are running, you know, everybody works for the Gatorade. And that's the strength of the movie is where they take an actual something that's a problem and a danger now. And then they amplify it, like completely make it hyperbolic and crazy. But it's true. It does feel like we're headed towards that world. Yeah. I mean, even when this, long before this movie was even made, you already had all the crazy, like, you know, baseball stadiums named after corporations and all the weird cross-funding and renaming of everything. Well, I, you know, I don't think that... There's also, like, a whisper of... And it's kind of gross now that I think there's like a whisper of like eugenics mentioned in this and I just don't like it. But it it doesn't reflect how humanity has evolved over time, which it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Like because because of people get smarter, people get taller, people I mean, like people get bigger. We haven't been. It doesn't make sense. It, it's like a simplified understanding of how evolution works, and it, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not accurate at all, you know. So, so, I mean, like, I don't think that, you know, regardless of who's having more children or, or whatever, there, there's no way that we would have a future that's like everybody has an IQ of 80 or whatever. Right, that, right. You know, um, it's just not... <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't work that way, you know. I think more likely that people would be tricked by these corporations or politicians or whatever into voting against their own interest, which is different than, than people just being ignorant. You know, it's like being intentionally led astray. I don't yeah. know. Um, so, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't know. But- but this movie could not have been much longer because it's kind of like a series of sketches. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's, it's there's no <laughs> real... There's not much at stake, really. Yeah. I mean, I know that Joe Bauer is at stake and, you know, I don't know that humanity is really... It's, do we really care if they learn about not using Gatorade on their crops? No. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> At this point, well, they're kind of just. It's not very hopeful. He's like, "Well, we don't know if he really saved the world after all." Yeah, you know, he's gonna keep these people running for a little bit. So he's not in that much jeopardy. I mean, this is not 
a conflict movie. Yeah. This is a, a, a sat, I mean, it is a satire. It is a, it is. Well, I mean, when you think about the screenwriters, Mike Judge and Eaton Cohen, um, who were, who wrote Beavis and Butthead, you know, and then, you know, Mike Judge wrote tons of, you know, King of the Hill and all that stuff. So his, you know, his basis in writing is on the 22 minute episode, you know, so, so you can write, you know, a sketch that maintains itself for, you know, well, in Beavis and Butthead, it was like two eight minute things. I plus didn't the, really, that yeah. was, I was not a Beavis and Butthead person. I yeah. never, I didn't get it. Well, King of the Hill is a 22 minute episode. King Beavis of the and Hill Bed, I enjoyed for a Beavis while. and Butthead had two like eight minute sketches and then they had the music review yeah. where they're looking, they're watching music videos. So, I mean, like, you know, that's essentially it is kind of like a continuing sketch, you know, in, in a way it kind of reminds me of the South Park movie, which I don't know if you've ever seen, No, but like the South Park movie is pretty good for about an hour. And then after that, it's like, who cares? <laughs> we got the joke. So Maybe it's essentially it be as big and long and essentially, as it is. yeah, the length of two episodes of South Park right. is about all it can maintain itself. You know, I mean, this, this is actually a pretty no, compact it, little film. It works. You know? I never got bored. No, no. <laughs> Keeps moving from one thing to another, so. But it's it's not that challenging for Joe. Interesting. <laughs> one of the things that is funny is that he ends up being renamed. Not what is it? Not sure. Yes. Because the the identific the automated identification UPC tattooing thing because he doesn't have any credentials ends up he stumbles yeah. his way through answering the questions and ends up being named not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. But I, I guess I was going to say that nothing is really that challenging for him in this. Mm-hmm. Movie. Like I love, like one of the things that was really funny early on was how easy it was to escape from prison. Yeah. Cause he just basically <laughs> says, Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be released today. And they're like, duh, you're in the wrong line. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then he's out like two minutes later. Yeah, he's able. They to... don't check anything. They yeah. just like. <laughs> what are you doing in this line? Well, the other thing that's interesting, you know, comparisons between now is like, you know, everything costs like a lot of money. So like, he goes to the hospital to be checked out, and they just like they run him through a scanner, which that's a funny scene. But anyway, like he gets this this diagnosis from this doctor that's like, you're whack or something like yeah, that, yeah. essentially. And then he sends him on his way. And that's essentially how he ends up in prison is that he owes money for the, for the hospital visit, which yeah. was like nothing. They you didn't know? do anything. You know, <laughs> I, I, I wonder like logistically how long things could continue in this way. Anyway, you feel like society's about to self-destruct. I don't know. Somehow it's all still going. Yeah. And yet you have the great garbage avalanche. Yeah. And you have the crumbling, like you, you have, um, you have, um, leaning high rises that are like tied together. Yeah. (laughs) So they don't fall down with giant ropes and stuff. It doesn't make sense. architecturally. It doesn't make sense, but it's funny. Some of those, um, long shots where they Mm -hmm. show like how terrible the actual infrastructure in the city is. That's some of the best stuff. No. Well, one thing that I've found interesting is that it, some of the scenes were filmed in Austin and Mm -hmm. in San Marcos and Pflugerville. 
Maybe that's where the Starbucks is, is in Pflugerville. I can't remember. There's one in San Marcos. I don't but know. But anyway, I recognize the Austin Convention Center as when they're like waiting in line to come up a stairwell. And apparently they shot a bunch of stuff at the old power station. Yeah, at the, uh, before it's been turned into, um, now it's a... Yuppie Disneyland or something? Not, well, I mean, yeah, it does have like a couple of vegan restaurants and <laughs> there's a Trader Joe's there now. It's true. Um the the plan itself is actually like a um I forget it's some design company mm-hmm. that that works out of the actual power station so um and the new library is right next to it but at and I actually went to a screening of Metro, Metropolis yeah in the old power station when it was just like kind of an abandoned thing before it's prob- it got that's the best way to see Metropolis probably yeah in an abandoned <laughs> with. With Did they the, dress you in like gray work suits or anything? No, but, oh, that's too but bad. But there was a string quartet there. It was a, it was pretty awesome. That was um, one of the. Although the machine that the guy has to work on in Metropolis that looks like a clock where he's like has to constantly move the hands around yeah. that makes about as much sense as Idiocracy. That's true. <laughs> so this has uh, some debts yeah, to pay to Fritz Lang. Yeah, there some and... comparisons that you could make between <clears throat> Metropolis and Idiocracy. I I would guess, yeah. You know, yeah. the man's keeping you down, you know, it's whether the man is uh, thesis Brondo or whatever the Gatorade company basically is. basically Gatorade. Yeah. It has electrolytes. <laughs> and, and It's what plants crave. It's what, <laughs> they don't believe him that, that they should use water instead of Gatorade. From like from the from toilet. To- like from the toilet. toilet is what he says. Uh, it could be. It could be from the toilet. It doesn't have to be from the toilet. Well, you, you get the... what. That's another thing that's changed is that people don't drink soda like they used to. Do like, they not? In 2006, people drank soda. It was like a thing or Gatorade or Powerade or whatever. People don't do that anymore. They're all into the flavored... Um, waters. Soda waters. LaCroix and, and, mm-hmm. or LaCroix. And, you know... I don't know. That makes Tobo me think Chico. of um, absolutely <laughs> fabulous. Kristen LaCroix, darling. LaCroix. LaCroix, darling. <laughs> So I, I I don't know. I just felt like you needed to see it because it it's it became like a cult film, much <clears> like <throat> Office Space. No one really saw it in the theater. This this film made less than half a million dollars in the theater. It was only released in the hundred and thirty theaters. Dallas, um, I think Dallas, Phoenix. Um, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't released in major population centers around the country. It was released in Austin, obviously. So, um, you know, the rumors were that Fox like had they had a deal with Mike Judge that it had to be released in the theater, so they couldn't put it directly to um, um, directly to video, which would have been a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to release it to film a little bit. But apparently, it it became a cult hit enough that people knew it. Knew it enough to make reference to it in 2016. I didn't hear of it when it came out. I don't yeah. think I... I mean, I didn't hear of anything in 2006. Yeah. I had, um, Fiona was two. Yeah. And Sky was <laughs> just born. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> so we were not... We did not go to the movie, so I would have missed it anyway. Yeah. I didn't hear about it until about five years later when I was going back through the film spotting mm. podcast archives. Yeah. Um, one of my influences... Even for this show, yeah, um, and uh, and uh, that's where I first heard about it, and was curious, but and I still had never found the opportunity to go back and watch it. Yeah, so I mean, it's 
I don't, I don't think it's a great film. I mean, I'm more interested in the ideas that it brings up, but I'm also equally disturbed by some of the, you know, rationale and, and you know, particularly language usage that, that I, it's hard for me to believe that 10 years ago it was okay to use. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, they're really derogatory terms of, of the R word and, and not, you know, yeah. So a couple of others that I just, you know, that are not in common parlance anymore. Yeah. And not, and especially not amongst people who would be satirizing something of this nature. It seems like there would be a little more sensitivity nowadays, hopefully. Maybe, (laughs) you know, I mean, I think you can satirize things without being, I don't know, engaging in, you know. <laughs> I, also, there's the there's the kind of humor that has sort of a button pushing shock value kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think they were really going for that. I think that was it was just actually more okay or more accepted I, to, I agree. to throw those words around. Then I don't think they even probably thought gave it much of a second thought you know so i'm curious when harold and kumar go to white castle came out I... 2004 two years before so that's interesting to me because i would have seen seemed like in well it probably was being made around the same time that harold and kumar came out um but that's an example of that kind of comedy that that is a little more sensitive to issues related to race and, and difference and, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, like if I don't don't know that movie very well, I saw it way back when, but I don't have a strong opinion about it. I would, I would think that Harold and Kumar is maybe a little more nuanced (laughs) than idiocracy is. You heard it here first. Harold and Kumar is a little more nuanced. Ashley's than ranking of the nuances idiot. of uh, buddy co- uh, buddy uh, drug comedies from the yeah. mi- mid aughts. This does seem kind of like a drug comedy. I mean, yeah, there's it not does. there's no drug use. No oddly, in it, but it seems like it would yeah. be even better. If yeah, there was drug use in the viewing of it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's why it's a cult movie. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting. I think that maybe it's just the the medium of film in this case that, you know, and maybe him, but like I think that like King of the Hill had some genuinely good episodes, you know, where it shows a man who's sort of set in his ways confronting a new world. Yeah. In in a sensitive way that was sensitive both to the man and and this the way that society is changing around him and um this one i mean obviously it's it's meant this is not a particularly sensitive movie no it isn't (laughs) this is a movie that's got uh that's kind of like gleefully cracking its knuckles and like let's have at it let's like let's let's take down some of this stuff this terrible stuff that we see right now but I seeing it again, I don't. It didn't feel as as. I mean, it's certainly very cynical, but it didn't feel as cold as I remember it feeling. You know. Oh, you, you know? remembered it feeling cold. Yeah. And you chose it as our movie. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, again, I just thought that it's like something that you should see. Yeah. You know, it's one of those movies that, you know, people mention, you know, accurately or inaccurately, however you feel about it. Sounds like inaccurately nowadays. At least to me. But, um, you know, some, there's like, I did a search. I mean, we are not living in idiocracy, if that's what they think. In 2016, they're like, idiocracy came true. And it's, no, it didn't. didn't. You know, I would much rather be led by a bunch of, you know, innocent, ignorant people that aren't out to hurt anyone, that just want to have fun, yeah. rather than people who just want to make money and don't care about anyone but right. that. Yeah. You know, I would, if I had to choose, I would choose the... We're in an anocracy, it's just not an idiocracy. Yeah, yeah. There, the thing about ignorance is that IQ is is a stupid measure for anything. But the thing about ignorance is that ignorance can be fixed. You know, people who are choosing to be corrupt, that's that's a different thing, you know. But are they supposed to be ignorant in idiocracy or are they supposed to be genetically dumber? Yeah. That's the problem. I mean, that's that's yet again, I mean, you mentioned it before, it's that kind of eugenic sort of thing. Yeah, it's... Like, it's, like they've been bred now to be yeah. less intelligent. So yeah, that's that's eugenics and it's it's bullshit as we've as as you know the last hundred years of science has shown us, you know, yeah. that eugenics is bullshit. That's not how it works. And like the thing is is even if someone starts out with an IQ of eighty, the th- thing we know about educational science is that you can build those synapses. I mean, that's the whole reason we're in education is to um you know, is to, you know, people can learn and, and, you know, become smarter by working and thinking and trying and all of that stuff. And um, so, I mean, like, that's the hope for the world is, is, you know, not that, I don't know, anyway. (laughs) So it, it brings up a lot of interesting ideas. So I had fun with the movie. Yeah. It was funny. I liked the gags. I appreciated more of them than others. And actually, I because I knew so little about the movie, complete I like I had no idea who was in it. Yeah. It's when I saw the credit list in the beginning, I was like, "Oh, Luke Wilson. Oh, Maya Rudolph. I love Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph She's is awesome. She's so wonderful in everything that she does. Um what's that film that we both like that uh about the couple who who's having the baby that she's uh, in? Uh <laughs> Away, away uh, we go. Away we go. Yeah. Uh, Dave Eggers, I think, and his wife. Um, yeah. Wrote that, or maybe his wife wrote it. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, she's in that. That's something I've always really liked. And you're one of the only people I know who's. I love that who movie. knows who knew that movie and liked it as much as I do. But now we get to see her on the Good Place and everything else that she comes up in. Yeah. So frequently. She's um, and married to Paul Thomas married Anderson. To, I was just going to ask that. Yeah, Isn't she's she married, married to, to Paul Thomas, Thomas Anderson? Anderson. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. they have good taste. They do. Yeah. For their work and each other. Yes. Yeah. And they've had like four kids too. So yeah. I like Dax Shepard generally. This was just not my favorite Dax no, Shepard thing. I, I mean, like, I, I like money. <laughs> that's true. Yes. There's there's some good stuff. Yeah. He, so the thing about Dax is like, I'm happy when he's on, like, I'm happy when I see him. Like he seems, he's like a friend kind of, I mean, like you, I mean, he's not actually a friend, but, (laughs) but he's a reassuring presence of goofiness and 
and stuff. Well, I think that he's become a better actor since the first things that he was on. Well, he was so good on Parenthood he back really in the day. He was really good on Parenthood. That's where yeah. I really got to know him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd really seen him in much of anything before. I, you know, yeah, he he's... I just think that he gets better over yeah. time, you know. So this is pretty early, I think, in his his career. Now he's our podcasting colleague. That's no, right. we don't actually know him. <laughs> Again, we don't know Dax Shepard. <laughs> Although he was here a few months ago to, to do his live show at the Paramount. Oh, was he? Yeah, for and, his... and we didn't go. <laughs> no, we could have gone to a live recording of somebody else's podcast. The armchair expert, yes. Yeah, that's right. He 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 is an expert of all things. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ah, patience. Yeah, we're not friends with Dr. Shepard, but we follow Kristen Bell on Instagram, yeah. so. <laughs> I worry about them sometimes, but it's yeah. fine. They seem to really love each other. <laughs> I like them both. <laughs> um, so this, for me, was a generally kind of filling in a blind spot yeah. kind of movie, and I enjoyed the experience of watching yeah. it with you. It wasn't quite as funny as I thought it was going to be. No. I, I didn't really know what to it's expect. It's a little dark, you know. It's, it's, a little, it's, it's a little dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it was, the gags are, they're really good when they're good, but it's yeah. sort of hit and miss, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little bit, it's like, oh, it's another one. It's that joke again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that Costco was so giant. That was amusing. How would you describe how big Costco was in this film? Um, it was the size of Connecticut, maybe, or and it's something no longer like that. just a warehouse store. It was like a whole way of life. Oh, he it was went like to law city, school. Right? He said he went, he to, went to law, law school, school there. <laughs> well, the other thing that I liked is like, well, one thing. So, like, I could never live in this future because everything was made out of polyester, like that shiny polyester. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. but um, Frito was Dax Shepard character's name. He was an attorney, Frito, and yeah. he had he had written down down the, the arm, arm of his yeah. sleeves it said attorney but it was attorney spelled with two e's which was funny <laughs> <laughs> like a brand or That's something right. like, or one of those old tattoo shirts or something like the that the spelling jokes are pretty funny yeah. throughout the movie yeah. nothing is quite spelled right fedex xx yeah <laughs> <laughs> like triple x yeah <laughs> well yeah everything had either turned into like you know and then, and then Carl's Jr. was everywhere, which I guess they couldn't get McDonald's, so they got <laughs> Carl's Jr. instead. <laughs> and which is kind of even more mediocre, <laughs> or whatever. It's like well, rem uh, remembering it like in two thousand six is when Carl's Jr. was doing all those with like Paris Hilton laying on the top of cars and eating burgers and stuff like that. That was their commercial, so that's like totally their uh, their wheelhouse, I that. guess. Yeah, so maybe it was earlier than two thousand six, whenever Paris Hilton was a thing. Well, 2006 was also, I'm, I'm sure, was a lot of the primetime, like, reality TV kind of stuff yeah. going on, too, which is a sensibility that kind of, you get a sense that this is a world that's yeah. that's bred on that that, yeah. that, that comes right out of the worst sort of reality TV shows. Well, and it's not very, it's still very much, it's written by people who didn't grow up with the internet, because it seems like if... If it had been written by someone younger, they might have predicted the, you know, like they they have it like they're watching TV like it's um, 
like it's cable television yeah. or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Rather than how we watch things now, which is like all streaming and YouTube. and Well, there was no know. streaming video in 2006. It's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, Netflix wasn't streaming yet. No. Every, yeah. It, it was still a cable TV well, world. Well, it just surprises me that there's not like this sort of, there's no sort of reference to what video game culture has become or what internet culture has become. There's not, and there would have been this would, the some very of that. beginning of YouTube yeah. was, yeah. Around, was around then. But even at the time, I mean, there were, there were, there were cat memes in 2006 yeah. and there was a whole like culture. It, it wasn't, it was still a little bit niche, but not, it wasn't at, like it is now. It wasn't like people were carrying the internet around in their well, pockets. Well, if this movie were written in nowadays, yeah. it would be a completely different idiocracy mm-hmm. that they end up in because it would have to be informed by internet and YouTubers and TikTok and yeah. um, vloggers and and all of that and meme yeah. culture. Yeah, but you know, reality TV kind of predicted and that. Twitter. Yeah, this is like the beginning. Twitter started around two thousand six, two thousand seven, yeah. right? Uh, 2006, yeah, I yeah. think that year. So, so. I mean, and it, or two, it, no, 2009, actually, I think maybe it, it was. It had started when I was still in Spokane, so that must have been in the 2006, 2008 yeah. range. So I mean, it's interesting. They were they they were forward thinking when it came to Crocs, but not so much when it came to um, to internet. It's culture. also pre iPhone and all that. Yeah, um, handheld smartphone technology what is that 2008 is the first iphone 2007 i think okay so it was it's just that was the last epoch i guess yeah. so the iphone is the is the new generation <laughs> but not bad overall in 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 the ways that on the things that it does pick up on yeah. to, to yeah. kind of say do you want to end up here yeah. i mean is it a cautionary tale yeah in a way <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, other than it's based on bad science, but yeah. you know, or bad understanding of science. No, but I mean, not <laughs> not not the genetic part yeah. of it or the idiocracy part of it, but the like corporatization yeah. sort of thing. Well, I mean, I, I mean, that's I don't not th- that far fetched. No, that no. will have Costco Law School or whatever. Yeah. I don't was Starbucks it was just starting to be a thing then. Is I'm that sure. right? I'm, it was all it was all over already, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think so. I've always been a local coffee person, coffee house kind of person. I don't often crave Starbucks. It's also, yeah. <laughs> Although my progeny, yes, they're all about Starbucks. I know all the Starbuckses, Starbucks. I we have the Frappuccino generation. Yes, probably multiple Frappuccino generations. Yeah, already. I think I think my generation, mine is probably the second or second third, generation of <laughs> second Starbucks. generation Frappuccino child. I don't know if this is the case anymore but at one point the presence of starbucks had like made people pay attention to artisan coffee and it actually was saving the local coffee house but here in austin we have so many coffee houses i mean coffee culture is not a problem here in town we have our local one that we go to all the time yeah you know um, we have two good ones just in opposite directions right around the corner we have epoch we have genuine joe i mean there's stuff all around here yeah I've only been to Genuine Joe. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> they have good um, meetups. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, you know, the, in, in the sense of them choosing Costco, too, because it was before Amazon was, I mean, Amazon was a bookseller in 2006. It wasn't the massive selling of everything it is now. But I think equivalent now, 
of of Costco in the movie would be Amazon, you know, you know, and and they didn't predict the things being delivered directly to your house. You still had to go to Costco. <laughs> I think Amazon was already Amazon. Yeah, I, but it wasn't the Amazon that it is now. The, no, but I think they we were already ordering our Christmas presents and all of that kind of stuff from Amazon. I don't know about that. The Twilight Zone complete DVD uh-huh. thing was an Amazon special from know, 2008. DVD is like a book, you know. <laughs> Can you read the DVD? Sorry. Some of it. Okay. Physical media argument. Fill in the blank. <laughs> So do you have any other thoughts and uh, remarks? Any more retorts about um, this movie? You know, I'm just I'm disappointed a, a lot in, in Rita. I think that they wasted um, Maya Rudolph, who is... Or Maya Rudolph elevated something that wasn't really that's, there. That's true, so. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I... They cast a better actress than the part was, for yeah. sure. I think that I I hope that in the future that movements like Me Too and and other movements to have women in writing rooms and women as directors could make you know a role like this into a more interesting three dimensional character. You know, I, I I I feel bad that that it wasn't better than that, and that's kind of I was embarrassed because I I thought based on the start of the movie that maybe there would be and she actually does end up being the one that saves people you know but but you know i don't know missed opportunity yeah (laughs) that's all i got all right that's all i got too that's our take on idiocracy yes as we hurdle towards the idiocracy no i don't think so no no i'd like i choose to be more hopeful yeah I hope that um, we have all taken heed of this cautionary tale called idiocracy, yes. so that there <laughs> is no more fear of us actually, yeah, ending up there. Well, and you know, I'm I tend toward the hopeful. I hope for the best for humanity that we will somehow stumble, and st- we might stumble a lot. We may, but uh, or will definitely will um, that we might just stumble into a better way of doing things eventually. You know. Hopefully. <laughs> I hope so, too. Yeah. That's all we have. Tell your friends about the show. We'll be back in two weeks, maybe, unless the holidays uh, kind of throw things off. Yeah, I think Christmas is that, on Wednesday. Yeah, the, the next show <laughs> probably will not go out on Christmas Day, but yeah. around and about uh, that week at some point. Um, and we will catch up with you then. Or rather, you'll catch up with us. I mean, we don't get yeah. to hear from you. If you do ever want to drop us a line about how you feel about the movie, you can email us at shutupwatchthis at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, find us on your favorite podcast app and hit subscribe. Tell your friends about the show. Find us on Facebook, Instagram. And um, we'll be back with you with another take on some strange and forgotten film. Not that Idiocracy was forgotten. Uh, It was discovered after the fact, maybe. Yes. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.